another Trinity College Dublin Talks podcast. Today's guest is Nathan Mizuchi. He's a 23-year-old former Trinity student of business and economics. Nathan's one of those students or ex-students who always makes me wonder what the hell I was doing when I was a student in the early 90s. Not only is he an entrepreneur, not only has he got two new companies on the go, of which much more later, but he's also been in an ad campaign for Pringles as a model. He was a lead singer and percussionist in a band called Stray Melody. He was previously a member of an Irish boy band called Taken, which has sported acts like Union J and Brezzy and Strider and so on. So Nathan is a bit of a, a renaissance man. Welcome, okay. Nathan. Thank you very much. So Nathan, what I really want to understand in this chat is, in a way, what it means to be a student today. You know, I think it's, it's, um, it's impossible to have kind of done an introduction like that about a student from Trinity 25 years ago. Mm. You know, the, the, the nature of what it's like to be a student is kind of changing and what students do with their, their spare time. Let, let's start with kind of you finishing school. I think you went to school in Dublin. It's college, or sorry, um, Terenure College. So, why did you pick Trinity, and, and what was kind of going on in your head, and how did you kind of prepare to, to enter the college? So, in Terenure College, there was a lot of emphasis on doing extracurricular activities, and uh, I could never really see the, the importance of that until I came to Trinity, uh, but I'm very grateful that they did push us to, to explore our interests outside of study. Uh, in ter in year you had to you had to play rugby year one just to just to get get everyone out in the field and then you could drop it if you didn't like it. Uh, so I started there playing you know rugby. I did soccer as well uh, at, at quite a high level here in Dublin. And uh, then I started exploring debating. I, I just really tested the water until I found what I liked and that really fit. For, well, Trinity uh, being central in terms of anything I wanted to do being here in town. I said that was a great place to start and the reason I chose best was because it had 10 potential degree options. So I was very much aware that I wanted to have a lot of choice. I wanted to try a lot of different things until I found things that I liked and then I would go with them and try and excel in the things I was good at. It was, it was more so the course versus the college because obviously you have commerce and UCD but then I said this, I put this as number one uh, and I said, and, and I got you know best here in Trinity, which, like I said, gave me plenty of options, and I knew the extracurricular activities that took place here from my two cousins, <laughs> older cousins who went through best as well. Uh, so they had just previously graduated, and they they advised me it was a great course, and they told me all about the societies available, and uh, how I could get involved here. So I was looking forward to doing. So it was that. a kind of a mixture of wanting to keep your options open yeah. and. Word of mouth uh, recommendations, which are always kind of useful. Yeah. So did you go straight from Tony College into Trinity then? No, I didn't actually, no. Yeah. Uh, so I took a year out to work in a restaurant called Pichet, which is just around the corner. I wanted to do that so I could fund my, my way through college. Uh, again, when my cousins went through, they, they had free, free, free fees. Uh, so it was only introduced, you know, uh, college fees were only got reintroduced. And so then I said, right, I'll take it upon myself to, uh, to, to, to pay my way through college. So I worked in Pichet full time for one year before. Uh, so I just deferred my college place. Alongside that, uh, I got into the ba a boy band called Taken. Uh, and with that, got to do a bit of traveling, got to support some pretty, some pretty cool artists here in Ireland and also in the UK. So, and did that kind of um, 
hone your entrepreneurial uh, <laughs> yearnings. I mean, both making making money in a restaurant is never easy. I mean, you yeah. work for it for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if you work for it in a boy band. I've no experience <laughs> there. But uh, you know, you, presumably, as you as you came into Trinity uh, in first year, you were a bit more entrepreneurial than most students already, in a way. I think so. Yeah. Mm. No, I. Uh, it's been said before. I I do remember. You know, first year, and I, I can't really. You know, whether it's you know it, you're born an entrepreneur. I'm not sure, or is it taught? It, it's definitely a debate that still goes on. I experienced it in terms of even the, the manager that set up a boy band. He just told us about the opportunity he saw. You know, the gap in the market. So I was I was understanding early principles or the principles early on. Uh, rather, it just opened up my eye to the potential opportunity there is everywhere and uh, for the, the type of people that can actually spot that opportunity and, and try to create solutions for, for certain problems that exist in, in any in any mm. place. You know, if it's in a restaurant, be it my first kind of uh, startup venture with Docket uh, or otherwise, you know, bigger problems like Sensibin, which is tackling actually a larger issue in terms of the, the climate and, and waste. So yeah, it, it definitely opened up my eye in terms of being able to spot, you know, opportunity. And when I came in, other people didn't have that same outlook or, or kind of... <laughs> and I suppose even Pichet happens to be one of my favourite restaurants. It's a relatively new restaurant, so it was mm. struggling at the beginning. It was it's set yeah. up during the crisis. So you, you kind of, you didn't just pick any old restaurant, you picked a, yeah. an entrepreneurially minded one that really had to, to fight for customers at a difficult time. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're, in, you're in Trinity, you're in first year. How I'm aware of you is, is through Launchbox, the, mm. the kind of the startup innovation program did you did you get involved in that early on or singing so, or debating <laughs> or something or you know how, how did you how did your first kind of time in the college go yeah so I, I was aware of it I think it was it was in my second year I think first year you're so focused on just being able to settle in and kind of adapt uh, to into a new kind of uh, environment but year two it was actually sorry it was one of my friends in college uh, Simon, who, who actually went through the program. And, uh, Should we explain Launchbox what it is? Do you yeah, want to just... Of course. Uh, yeah. so, so Launchbox is Trinity's student summer accelerator program. What that means is they take on 10 startup teams and you have a stipend of 10,000 euro, which you can choose to, to, to spend in, in whatever way you'd like. And then alongside that, you attend a number of different workshops in entrepreneurship. Uh, you meet fellow mm. alumni who, who tell them their, you know, tell their stories, their failings. And, and try help guide uh, the current kind of cohort. Uh, it, it's, it's very much just a space where you, you come in, you work with other teams, your own team, you help each other out, and uh, you, you try create or turn your business idea into an actual venture by the end of it and subsequently after. Uh, so that's kind of Launchbox in a, in a little nutshell. In a, in a nutshell. And it, I mean, it's working, isn't it? Because keep on getting this evidence from, from outside organizations that Trinity's the most entrepreneurial hmm. university in Europe and, and produces the most entrepreneurs. Was there a lot of talk about Launchbox? Uh, you know, you would expect maybe in, in business that there, there might be, yeah. or was it something you kind of stumbled upon? Because it's not, you know, Trinity doesn't try and force things down no, people's throats. No, 100%, yeah. Mm. Within, again, uh, the, the course that I chose, there were entrepreneurship modules that not everyone took, actually very few people took, kind of, at, in third year and then a, bit, a few more in a fourth year and it was just a very new model I think or module it was it was only two or three years in existence and uh, and again it just everyone has a choice you know so some people they go down there you know they want to go down to the accounting route or chartered accountants or financial again or investments and I, I took all of them just to sample them and then Again, quickly found out, you know, it's not not quite for me. That you know, the passion, the interest isn't there. With entrepreneurship, you know, the, the interest was there because it's endless kind of opportunity. You, you can 
you can choose where you know you want to, to create a startup or whatnot and so in that they introduced uh, the ecosystem here in Dublin which includes Launchbox which is a prestigious kind of accelerator and it is well known you know uh, and what was your idea Nathan what was you know how did you how did you pitch how did you become one of the ten what did you want to do yes yeah, I wanted to fix a problem that I, I witnessed in Pichet for the four years I was in there you know it, it was always brewing on my mind throughout when I was working each weekend I always chatted about it uh, to my kind of colleagues in there and they were like, you have to make it, you know, you have to get this done. And again, the idea was just every weekend we usually got slammed. You know, there'd be a, a mass of customers coming in. We'd all panic a bit, you know, it, it kind of gets a bit hectic naturally in a restaurant. And then, uh, you know, customers, they get their food late. And it, it, it's how that's managed. And it tends to be managed by, you know, a general manager. And my point was to kind of put it simply, when he left, everything kind of, went uh, pear-shaped, so to speak. It was because he was very good at uh, managing how the orders got sent into the kitchen. So I just wanted to automate that. I wanted to make it, you know, a queue in the cloud that once the orders got, you know, sent in, they'd be managed like how the the manager did it. So that's how it started. <laughs> trying, to, trying to just really ease, make the service that bit easier and, uh, and manage expectations of the customers and just make the, the you know the service run smoothly, so to speak. So how did that work? It was your idea that people would have kind of like a tablet and they take the orders on that and it would be transmitted to the kitchen and exactly. the tablet it, would kind of shuffle around. It would shuffle them around, what? so yep. if, you, if you got stuck, if you have a table of two stuck behind a party of eight, you know, you could, ex you could skip uh, mm. ahead and you know each each uh, dish would be timed so uh, again just it manages it a lewis or the dublin bus app you know for your food you'd be aware of where mm. where it is at the minute instead of this uh, this kind of unknown not that and some people are you know they don't mind because they're with a group or other people uh, customers who come in and they're you know they ordered after me they're getting my food their food yeah. before me yeah. i'm sure everyone's witnessing that yeah. <laughs> you're like hold on a second and they mightn't have ordered starters it's just there's a lot of unknown you know and that's just it can be basic communication that i just kind of wanted to try and improve anyway and that's kind of where it started with uh, with launchbox so a lot of the time they invest in people i was very passionate about it the idea will always change you know at the beginning i had a couple <laughs> other ideas that were tied into this one massive restaurant fixer app so to speak uh, but at the very least they could see either like this guy he, he wants to change something he probably will and you know, I've heard that from investors or venture capitalists. You know, if the person is passionate enough, if the team is is, is the right team, you know, they'll get it done one way or another. So just you know, versus their first idea being the idea that will that will that will make it. So what did you learn? Basically, you spent then a summer, the summer of between second and third year, or third year and fourth year. Uh, so it was just after my final year. So it was la year. last summer. Last yeah. summer, and you yeah. spent that summer working with a, a team of students. How many of you were there? So there was three on the team, yeah. They, they accept any, anything from between a team of two up to a team of four or five, uh, and I went in with a team of three. And how did that work out? For Launchbox, you need to be in a team to get into Launchbox. And the mistake I made was creating a team in order to get into Launchbox versus creating a team to, f to, to fulfill the business kind of proposition, to make it happen, to make it work and make it long-term. and. Uh, and be successful. And when you do it the way I did it, we quickly found out that three things were missing. And, and this is kind of the advice I give to anyone even considering, you know, uh, startups. And that's uh, 
there needs to be an alignment of vision. My other two teammates, they had plans, immediate plans, directly after Launchbox. So there was no long-term commitment to the startup. So that's a, it's a very basic one. Well, there's actually two tied into one, commitment and alignment of vision. So where you want, where you want to go with it, and also are, they, are you committed to go long-term? Because they do say it's like a, like a marriage, you know. For all intents and purposes, <laughs> it, it, could, it, could, it could surpass your life, you know. Mm. You know, there are mm. startups that are passed alongside generations. So, you know, if you start it with someone, they'll be alongside you along that entire journey and beyond. So they have to be the right type of people and they have to be committed. Um, and the last one is that... So you should assume that you're going to be a Microsoft or an Apple. And yeah, you know, that you you're going to, you need a Steve Ballmer. And a, you know, not, mean, yeah. not, not that it's going to be uh, yeah, say, six yeah. months or 12 months. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. You yeah. need that blind illusion anyway, yeah. I think, at the beginning. You kind of need to go hell for a A bit like that with a band as well, really, yeah. isn't it? You know? 100%. I mean, like so many bands break up just because people fail to get on. Exactly. And don't exactly. have that commitment as well. Sorry yeah. I interrupted no, you. No, not at all, but that's yeah. a, it's, a, it's a great comparison because I've experienced both and, and it, mm. it is exactly that. And the third and probably mo and most important one is that they're critical to the success of the business. Meaning, if I wanted to start a marshmallow business, but I just had, I could take care of the business, I saw the vision and I knew how to market and, se and sell it, but I didn't know how to make it. I need to partner with someone who can make it and maybe has no business acumen. Not that you, they have to be you know, completely pigeonholed into one thing. But that's, we'd both be critical to, this, to the success of that business. Someone's making the marshmallows and I'm selling and distributing them and taking care of finance. And, and that's where, you know, you'll get good team balance where each one has a, a very important role to the success of that business. And uh, unfortunately for me, I basically had three business people with me and we were trying to make a technology startup, you know. So you lacked technical expertise. Technical expertise. Yeah. And so then... So um, you had business expertise, you had a good knowledge of how restaurants work, mm. but you didn't have a developer, a software developer. Exactly, Is that kind of what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. and uh, there was, well, it was, sorry, it was myself, which was business and economics, another person was business and law, and another person was business and computer science, but they were primarily focused on business. Yeah. So there was a mix. We did all have kind of, we were about all doing the kind of joint honor degree, but the business was the forefront that we all kind of chose in our respective paths. So, so you learned this lesson about mm. team structures, team building. What happened? Yeah. What, I mean, what was, what was the... <laughs> <laughs> because for those listeners who don't know, you know, Launchbox ends with a kind of a, a kind of rather spectacular kind of pitch, a kind of Dragon's Den type pitch, which is actually a great event. I've been there a few times and, mm. and it's really kind of... Yeah, that's where I have my, my moments wondering what I was doing in college. But it's, <laughs> it's really inspirational how, how articulate people are, actually, and how good they are at kind of describing what they're trying to do and why they're trying to do it. Mm. Uh, so ultimately, it's a kind of a, a beauty pageant of, of kinds. I mean, how did it go for you? It, it definitely went well. You know, with the kind of showcase, as you mentioned at the end, there's a lot of practice that goes in to make sure that you can articulate it as, as well as, as possible. And... Uh, showcase yourself and the product in 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 the best way possible um, and for me yeah it, it went very well in that uh, you know I was very very happy it's kind of it's squished into 12 weeks launchbox you know and and at the end you have to have something to show it is called demo day for a reason they want you to demo something mm. and uh, we had our demo in place it, it worked you know we handed it out to the judges and it was just a very proud moment to kind of look up you know not only to speak in front of two, three, four hundred people that do come to this event, present you know your kind of final results after the twelve week kind of investment, so to speak, uh, 
And we went, again, like I said, from an idea to a physical thing to show how this could work in a restaurant. And uh, yeah, although we didn't, wi didn't win, you know, I was very happy with you know, the, the outcome and, and the fact that I only actually got a developer in halfway through the program. So it, it's, in my case in particular, getting you know, what everyone else was doing in 12 weeks done in six weeks, I was, uh, it, was a, it was a proud achievement for myself and I was happy how I managed it. Who did win? Who did win? Uh, I can't, they, I what did they do? What was the kind of the, the, the winning the winning project? Yeah, because there was a top three that mm. got sent to New York. So I actually can't remember the order of, of yeah. first, second, and third. But I don't think it mattered. They all got to go to uh, to New York and take part in a, a New York accelerator. Um, one was a, a fintech company that helped with late payments called Work Smarter. Uh, another team were. Seashore Veg, uh, and they basically made uh, it was organic kind of seaweed products, whether you get edible and and otherwise, you know, for your bath or whatever. And then I believe the third team, and now I could get it wrong, was uh, it was it was Greener Globe who made these LED shower heads that basically changed color, uh, trying to. I'll encourage you to stop having Encur shower Encourage you to, 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 <laughs> to get enough. out yeah, in, yeah. in a certain amount of time so you stop wasting water, basically. Yeah, that's the one I need in my home. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, for my kids. Uh, that sounds like... Uh, so that's how it worked. But anyway, I mean, despite not winning, not that, that winning is really, it's like the Olympic deal, it's the taking part that's important. I mean, you've gone on to, uh, Nathan, to create two other companies now. One is called Docket and one is uh, Sensibin. Tell me a bit about Docket first of all. So, sorry, Docket was the restaurant app that I so went through. So you're, yeah. you're, you're now commercialising that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and where that is at the minute is, uh, I, again, at the end of Launchbox, you're left with a number of different options in terms of the, the ecosystem here in Dublin, whether you go to New Frontiers, done by, uh, run by Enterprise Ireland or, or, or CSF. Uh, I chose the route of spinning it into Trinity, which basically meant I kind of relinquished my IP, so to speak, so Trinity do own kind of docket at the minute uh, in order to access, well, pair it up with uh, advanced research. So we're kind of using artificial intelligence and machine learning to kind of help this order spacing feature. And by, by doing that, trying to com then commercialize it and access a commercialization fund of up to 350,000 uh, here. In wow, that sounds like quite a lot of money. So <laughs> let, let me just unpick that a bit. Yeah. So you're working with with what, uh, one of the so schools in Trinity? It's the ADAPT Centre. You're working with the ADAPT Centre, which yeah. is a Science Foundation Island, Trinity College Dublin, mm. kind of collaboration with other universities as well. Exactly. And you're using AI there what, to make it more like a general manager, basically, to make it yeah, more kind to, of responsive to make it more to intelligent and, and how it learns over time, kind mm. of, it, it basically it will try to find the optimal, let's say, algorithm in terms of how, how to space orders uh, over time, and hopefully that can be not only applied across different restaurants, but potentially industries in, ten in terms of any order management system. And that's how Trinity kind not of... Not short of ambition. <laughs> any order... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's kind of how ADAPT look at it. It, it, mm. it never always has to be applicable to just any one thing. They're hoping to, to use you know, the advanced research that, that, that they're currently working on with all the PhDs that work down there, you know, make a commercial product and then try commercialize it like I said, not in one industry, but potentially across uh, across industries, uh, and make it a valuable you know valuable service for 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 a number of different people and and businesses.
So the intellectual property, the IP, that, that, that kind of has gone to the university. Mm -hmm. the money is coming from Enterprise Ireland. Yeah. You're spearheading this now. You're, you're kind of looking after it. And, uh, and how's it looking? I mean, <laughs> when, when, when might it be a, a reality? Yeah, than a, uh, the age-old question. Kind of a, a I mean, in entrepreneurship, you know, everything costs twice as much and takes twice as long. And I'm pretty sure that's, that's unanimous across any industry. With, it's very difficult to say when something will happen. You know, the beautiful thing that I, well, the thing I enjoy with entrepreneurship is that there's a, there's plenty of downs and the, you know, the, coupled with those, you know, few highs. Um, and it's been able to cope and deal with the kind of, you need to be extremely patient. I've learned, you know, it's, patience is a virtue, but I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm learning that in terms of nothing is fast. and. And that's okay as well, because a lot of people can, you may be at my age or a, lot, a number of other people are starting uh, businesses a lot older as well. And maybe there's a bit more risk. For me, the way I looked at all of this was that, you know, do the riskiest. Uh, it, it comes straight from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who's a, who's a big kind of, uh, let's say, influencer in the, in the entrepreneurship space. He basically advised, do the riskiest activities while you're young, yeah. while you have the least amount to, to kind of lose. And I, I definitely got into that saying, I've got nothing to lose because I've got nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, I, I, I have I, so little that to, to lose that, you know, it was the perfect opportunity to jump in. Uh, so it's I did not quite true though, is it? Because I mean, <laughs> you know, you've done a lot with, uh, with your, your life so far and, and, you know, you have a lot of options. Mm. It, it takes a lot of courage, I think, to close doors and say, this is what I am going to do. Yeah. One can be dazzled by all the options, and you could have been forgiven for being saying, well, maybe I'll be a pop star, and maybe I'll be, you know, model for crisps, or maybe I'll, <laughs> you know, work in, in piches or whatever, but you haven't. You've kind of, you've closed those doors, and you said, I'm going to be hmm. an entrepreneur, but certainly you have less, less at stake, or maybe I just go into business like many of my classmates. Of course, uh, yeah. But yeah, if it all goes wrong, you've still got plenty of time to... Hmm to kind of start again. Yeah. What are the qualities? So you need, you need um, one quality, ideally, as you say, to be young. Another quality to be patient. patient. What are the other qualities you think you need to be a, kind of a young entrepreneur? Uh, the, it is really, yeah, like it, there's so many facets to it that able to network. You know, network is huge, especially here in Dublin. And how do you do that? I mean, how, how is that... I, I struggle to know how to do that because people mm. are like, just attend these these type of events and, you know, it would kind of happen. And I really did struggle. I, I tried to attend as many events, whether it's on Meetup, whether it's here in Trinity, the different societies. You know, even though I, I've graduated, I still come back because I want to attend all the events, meet the new people doing it. Because just because I'm, uh, you know, I'm an alumni now, it doesn't mean I, I still want to be involved in it. Mm. And Trinity is a great network, isn't it? One hundred percent. Like you know, Trinity, what it offers is, is and that's kind of what they ta taught us in Launchbox, because the people coming back were doing so out of their own time, you know, and and kind of goodwill, and it is that kind of you know give before you kind of you, you take, and 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 it definitely works in that respect, and uh, kind of make friends, not contacts, because and and when you kind of adopt those policies. Uh, like that they're kind of the the values of uh, an event I, a kind of a network I go to called startup grind you know when you really do truly adopt those values you see that people come back and, and, and you know they, they they come with opportunity they come with advice they come with you know different contacts in order to introduce you to somebody else and uh, that could be a value and it 
it's just that's how it works that's how networking works it's kind of just give it time and definitely be omnipresent in, in across different platforms events and uh network the ability to network leave your huge. room yeah leave your room yeah. of course yeah and not everyone can do that mm. and, and not everyone's comfortable with doing that but i believe you know there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone so to speak you know put yourself in things where you're slightly uncomfortable and you will kind of rise to it hopefully over time. Is there a book that's kind of particularly influ influenced you or a person? Is there somebody you would say is a kind of a, a mentor, either a real mentor or, you know, somebody through through reading or listening to Yeah, th there's been, it's very hard to choose one because there's been so many. There's definitely not one standout person for me because I do tend to listen to a number of different podcasts, how I built this, you know, I, I read a lot of kind of startup books in terms of that. Uh, there's ones, you know, that, that do say like how to build a startup over the weekend or in seven days, which kind of helped me realize that you don't need to spend years on a start. You, you can find out almost within a weekend if you go hell for leather and ring absolutely everyone in the phone book and kind of uh, to, to kind of assess the opportunity or, or see is it a real problem? Because there's a lot of behind closed doors doing kind of saying, oh, we have the solution. And then you might spend two, three years on it, bring it to market and nobody wants it and it's just the time is uh, of you know of most value so I'm very much uh, like fail and fail fast and don't be afraid to fail I kind of that's definitely there's a lot of these kind of mottos that I've just adopted that I'm not entirely sure where that you know they've come from it's from being from somebody I've listened to or you know I've read it somewhere but some just stick with me and uh, they, I've kind of adopted those you know principles and, and stuff <laughs> so I finally Nathan I'm really curious how you manage your time. You know how yeah. you, you know, because you're doing so many different things, and it's it's not easy, studying, getting ready for finals, getting ready for something like Launchbox, doing all the other kind of extracurricular mm. stuff that, that that you seem to do. Because um, a lot of students don't do that much, and, yeah. and, and yet complain that they they're really short of time, and and, uh, yeah. and you know I sympathise with them. What would you say? Because you, you just said that time is the thing. What, what, what would you say is different about the way you use time to the way most people use time? I, I definitely struggled with it throughout college, so I, I sympathise with the, <laughs> the people currently doing it as well. Uh, it kind of seems to be there's always some, something to do, so there's a, you know, a constant weight on your shoulders, so to speak. But in order to be able to deal with that, it's, it's, it's very basic things that, you know, eat well, sleep well, and, you know, exercise regularly. In terms of what that does to your productivity when you do sit down to work because everyone else only has a certain amount of time per day where they're, they're really productive you know and and they can actually get some some work done but with those three things if you actively try you know to to to, to uh to eat well sleep well and, and exercise you know when, when you can when you do sit down you get more done out of the time mm. and, and you know I could essentially, you know, potentially get what someone could, would do in eight hours done in three if I do those th three things well, hence giving you a bit more time to, you know, ha get another meeting in or, or, or you know, <laughs> try a second start a venture at the same time as when some people like are bogged down with just one, you know, and play music. <laughs>
and uh, yeah. do another well, ad campaign that I did last week. I suspect it's a little <laughs> bit more complicated than that, but let us uh, all kind of try and believe that just by eating well, sleeping lots, well, I and, didn't believe and until doing I a bit did of exercise, yeah. we can all be as productive <laughs> as you, Nathan. Thank you very much indeed for, for coming on the show today. No problem. Thanks for having me.